Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? today? I I said the same thing to you. Well, I'm I'm good. How are you doing? Doing fine. Doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a wonderful, um, interesting place at the moment, I think, for those of us who are um, aficionados of fall weather, because at the very beginning of fall, which is where we are now, it's always, to me, the best. I, I love the opportunity to see the leaves start to turn, the temperatures are more moderate, and uh, we have cool nights and, and warm days, and I just think it's a blessing for me. But then, you know, you get to the end of fall, and it's not such a pretty thing. But I'm, I'm loving where it is at the moment and relishing the ability to walk out with just a, a jacket on and say, it's great, beautiful weather. It is. It's been very nice, and it looks the same going forward for the next at least week. In the sixties, yeah. which you know, which is a little cooler than usual, but um, yes, it is. Eh, what the heck? We're going into the um, beginning of um, October this October. weekend, so yeah, so good. We have to enjoy all the fun, good stuff of fall, and then the holidays are after that. So it's always a fun time. I hate though. I was looking at the, you know, my yard and looking at everything that's no longer yeah. lush and green and. That makes me sad. And now the acorns have completely covered my whole yard as though it was they were um, pebbles or, you know, um, the grass has become, uh, uh, it's a mess. I have never seen, in all the years I'm here, I've never seen so many acorns in my entire life. I have three oak trees. squirrels having a blast? I guess I don't know. I mean, but they're everywhere. I mean, you—it sounded like it was like it, 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 when the wind would blow and the things would hit my roof or my the side or the uh, the rain gutters or 
anything. It's it, the the car, the windows. I mean, it's bizarre. <laughs> it was like boom, boom, boom every time you turn around. I got so used to it at night. It just was um, when Sean was home the last couple weekends for weddings, and um, his room is in the at their room is in the attic. So he said, "Mom, you should have heard those acorns hitting the roof." <laughs> I said, I know, I've been listening to them. I know. So, yeah, so lots of changes going on, which is the cool thing about being in an area where we can experience all of the uh, um, seasons. Yeah. Unlike nice. other places, like Florida, and they're, like, I have a friend of mine is in vacationing in Florida um, on the East Coast, higher up on the East Coast, and He's like, it's 80-some degrees down there. I'm like, good, you can have it. I <laughs> care less. We've had enough of that. So good. Um, but, yeah, so. And that, you know, that storm, I haven't paid attention yet today, but, you know, we're listening. Uh, we're taping. We are actually even taping a little bit earlier this week on Wednesday. Um, so I don't know where it's been or what's going on, but, man, that's a doozy. It's not pretty. Uh, yeah, no. it's, uh, it's, it's stuck. And, that's and they part of the said problem. because, Lynn, and they said because there's been no tornado or hurricane, excuse me, um, activity through, like, this is the first real um, level at this, this one, and the waters are so warm, and they've been sort of uninterrupted that this is why this one is a little more powerful because of, you know, nothing before it and the warm water. So I was yeah. listening to some of these things on the Weather Channel, some um, info about it, and I thought, wow, that makes sense. But, yeah, so here we go. And that one side of Florida is supposed to get, you know, Tampa and Sarasota. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And they say it's going as a Category 4. Yes, That's terrible. Yeah. Dear God in heaven. Dear God. Yeah. So anyway, um, here we are. I don't yeah, know if we're uh, going to get any remnants of this, but we might on Sunday. We yeah, might get okay. some, but not anything that's out of the ordinary. Just some rain and a little bit of rain, not crazy rain. Okay. Um, so it's not going to be much of a big event for us, but I did check in with my brother who lives in Orlando. And mm-hmm. he's a veteran of many of these. He was with yes. Ivan and all those Cat 5 ones that, wow, I think he's um, he's just a toughened veteran for this stuff. And I said something to him about, I'm thinking about you guys and hoping you'll be okay. He said, we'll be fine. We're used to it. We do what we yeah, have to do to get ourselves boarded up and that's yep. it. Nobody gets a little, they don't get nuts. I, I guess they're just, they are so used to it. Um, yeah. But you know what, Lynn, I have to say, I forgot a very, you know how you've been asking lately, oh, do you have any birthdays? And, you know, I've said a few, yeah. but I forgot a very important birthday. I was, uh, Thursday, I was outside, because I, I didn't go in, but I was outside at uh, for the mix and mingle for um, the, um I think we talked about that, didn't we? Did yeah, we, we tape? Yes. So um, we paid I there. forgot. Yes, but I so I did it prior too. So 
Anyway, I was there after I, we taped. I went in, and I was sat out on the patio, which was lovely. They had heaters, and it was a cool night, but it was very nice with there, and I loved it. So uh, Michael Gilmartin came in. We were, I was sitting talking with Michael, and I, I, I don't know. I looked at him, and I said, oh, did I miss your birthday? And he said, yes, you did. I said, oh, oh my God, Laurie. Michael, I'm so When I call him. Nada and Katie on their birthdays all the time. And I'm pretty, I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it, but I'm pretty darn good about remembering and making sure I reach out to people on their birthdays. I completely forgot about Michael's birthday. And my aunt Bobby, my mother's youngest sister, her birthday's the day before his. So, uh, you know, I was talking to her and she turned 80 years old anyway, so it was a special birthday. And, and I think I even mentioned that on, I, on the show and I forgot all about Michael Gilmartin. So he said, well, that's okay. You'll just have to, at your next show, you'll just have to remember. He said, that's correct. So we have to give a yeah. big belated, belated birthday to Michael okay. Gilmartin, who is one of the most incredible guys. I love him to pieces. He chairs two boards that I sit on, and he does a remarkable job in that capacity. He's just so good, a retired art teacher from Abington, helps um, Nada, um, you know, and Katie with the stores, always there and present and knows everything that's going on, and he's a, a delight to deal with on any level, and I love him to pieces. So happy belated birthday, Michael Gilmartin. There we go. Did I give him enough Yay. talk on that? I, th I think you got it. I think there we you got go. it. <laughs> Hi, Mikey. So anyway, um, what else? So what, what else is happening? Uh, not very much. Uh, it's uh, pretty much the same old thing from last week. But I, uh, there's a couple of things I just wanted us to get in here because I think these are really fun things. There was, uh, and, and I want you to participate in this because uh, we can take this into the next segment as well. But there was an article in, uh, I think it was 60 and Me, which is a place that, you know, I've, I've probably done a lot of stuff from there. But this one was about the list of five songs that you must teach your grandchildren. And they're ones that you and I, no, and I, I was thinking about this when I was with my great niece, um, uh, Shirley Rose Dubois. That's my niece Mara's daughter, and she uh, is going to be two this month. And whenever we get together with her, she likes to go through the routines and sing songs with us. And so the one she did was the Itsy Bitsy Spider, and. You know, that's a classic. That's one of those that you always teach kids. But then this article was about a bunch of other ones. And I thought, these are not songs I know. And I was just curious to know, what songs did you teach your boys? Um, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Um, <laughs> the, what, no. I'm, I, we, it, well, Itsy Bitsy Spider was one. The Wheels on the right. Bus. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, th I used to make up my own songs and, and, okay. um, could fill them with self-esteem. Like I would 
I would put Tommy on my knee and I would just bounce him on my knee and I'd say, best boy, best boy, best boy in the world, <laughs> best boy, best boy, best boy in the world. So I would okay. always, then I did it, then I did it with Sean because it made sense and they would smile and I thought it was good for self <laughs> So I just, you know, I would always just make up little things myself. Yeah. <laughs> and my, yeah. and the music, seriously, I always have music blasting in my car and, yeah. and like there was a, something Sean wrote when he was a little boy, I think he was eight, seven or eight. And he said, my mom loves to listen to the radio and sing in the car because that's what I would always, that's what I do. I mean, I don't care who sees me because now people right. can think you're on your Bluetooth. But years ago, right. you were singing in the car. They, they, you were either A, talking to yourself if no one was there, or B, you were singing. So, um, but those are the kind of songs um, you know, and then Up in the Air, Junior Birdman, stuff like that. That was a little bit older, but you know, just those are the, the big the the big ones. I'm trying to think of other ones. Does it does it oh, have the one? How about or? the one? Yeah, the bumblebee. That's the one I can never remember. I'm bringing What's home bumblebee? a baby bumblebee. No, you heard I that one, that. right? Nope, oh, I don't geez. know that. That was one. That was one that uh, that Shirley learned, and it's it's just a cute thing, and it's in your hand, and then fuzzy wuzzy wuzzy. Oh, it's stung oh. me, you know that kind of thing. But no, I don't know. Uh, it reminded me of the fact that 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 concept is very important for kids to be able to relate uh, a, a sound to a person's face. And when they see the person singing and they hear the tune, it gives them a sense of, of comfort. And yes, I... I feel good about this because I know what that song is and I know that person and I feel safe with that person. Mm -hmm. And I never knew that, but that's apparently what's behind some of this stuff. And so when we sit down and four of us start to sing the song along with the little one, they, they just are, they're very, very happy. They don't even know what the words mean half the time or, or any of the gestures like, you know, stroking the back of a pretend bumblebee or the spider or any of the other stuff. But it is something that it's a tradition that goes through all cultures. It's not just us, but it's something that people all over the world do and they have their songs. But I think the songs are also something that is reflective of a culture that you live in here. So I think that the songs that I remember hearing and teaching as a child are probably different than the ones for the kids who lived in New Jersey or who lived somewhere else, but there are some that are very common, like the little yeah, the spider and the other stuff. But the spider is very animated as well. When you sing the It's yes. a Bitsy Spider, you do animation with it, you know, so... Yeah. Um, and the same yeah, with the bumblebees and, and the and, wheels and the wheels yeah. on the bus. So, yes. you know, yes. you, you, those kind of things. I also, um, I lost my train of thought. I was going to tell you something else that I, oh, like there was another one. I think it was on Barney and it was called John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. And they'd say John yes. Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. So like those yep. kind of things we would always do or like Sesame Street. And and different yes. things on on cartoons and those kind of things you just we would always do and 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 mm -hmm. play along with. So yeah, it's yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they do bring back. And sometimes when I think I, I sit here and I can remember the song and I think, oh, my mm-hmm. God. I, I haven't listened or thought about that song in forever. And then yet <laughs> the words just come rolling out. I told you one exactly. day, said to me, because every song, we, you know, we'll listen to the bridge or the blend on Sirius yeah. in his car. And he'll say, did your mother and father lock you in a room and force you to memorize song lines? And I said, no, but I don't, it must be the era that we grew up in. But I just remember all of the songs. If you told me to recite it now, I would probably not be able to. But once the music goes and I start the flow of it, it just leads right into it. So um, Mm -hmm. there is something about the music of of anything. So it has to relate to being small and then because we do the same thing as adults. So anyway, yes. but on that note, yeah. we are on that note, <laughs> we're going to take <laughs> a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Larry and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole Denova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. 
And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have some questions. Mm, I went back okay. to that wonderful 365 question thing. Yay. And uh, yeah, and these are some good ones. I, I just kept scrolling through. There was one in particular that I just, uh, I'm trying to find it because it was, it, it's really something that helps people focus on what's what's most important to them. And let me see if I can find it in all these crazy things. Yeah. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> well, there are 365 of them, I guess. I know. So I, I, I think where I stopped is where I'm hoping... Uh, can find this thing as we were just talking about it. Uh, I, I can ask some other ones while I'm looking for it. Yeah, um, so go ahead. All right, so, okay. Uh, when it's all said and done, will you have said more than you've done? <laughs> uh, um, well, I say a lot. Um, so I'm always blabbing about something, um, hence this radio show, the television show, just what I do, just speaking and emceeing and all those things I do. So I talk a lot, talk a lot, love it, but I've also feel that I contribute and do a lot. So I'm going to say I probably have talked more, but done my share of doing. Okay. How about you? And I feel the same. I, the, the, I think... Um, I don't talk as much as I know you talk, but I just think I uh, I got a lot of stuff done. And I don't, when I go back and look at all the things, and for some reason I was going back to that uh, in, the, in a conversation in my head uh, with somebody last night and thinking about uh, what what I've done. I forgot about a lot of things that I did when I was in my 20s, my 30s, that were quite um, out of the ordinary. They were, I wouldn't say radical, but they were things that really were designed to upset the apple cart because I had a very, very strong commitment to a lot of things that meant something to me. And I wasn't afraid at that point to go out and try to make things right, I guess would be the way to put it, uh, from my perspective. Things that were wrongs that need, to, that need to be made right. And that got me involved in a lot of things that really had me take a stand and, you know, do some stuff that I probably would not have done, but I wasn't very vocal about it. I wasn't somebody who was screaming and yelling about things. I just did things. So when I look back on it, I would say, when it's all said and done, I said less, but I did more. That's just the way I would okay. look at it. Okay. Um, still can't find that thing. I, when I love it. Uh, if life is so short, why do we do so many things we don't like and like so many things we don't do? Mm, well, I just think because that's how it is. Um, there's a lot of things we have to do that we don't like, and I think we do a lot of that 
when we're younger and growing and moving and shaking and trying to get to where we need to get. And then when we are kind of where we, where we get to, we do less of what we don't want to do. And then hopefully we do some of the things we like to do. Because I think people like a lot of things. They just don't necessarily want to do them. It doesn't mean you have to do them just because you like them. Yeah. You know? So I think that's that's part of the reason. But that's just my opinion. What about your opinion on that? Well, no, I think that um, there are cultural norms that I think most of us would say that we would ascribe to because it makes life easier if you do it. Uh, so, like, for instance, let's just say that the American culture is one that says that you go to school um, when you're five. You have to go to school when you're five. Preschool is optional, but five, you have to go. Maybe you hate school. Maybe you absolutely hate it, and you don't like being around people, but you have to do it. And then you get to a point where somehow you've been given some dispensation because you are 18 and now you can choose what you want to do. But I still think there's so much pressure in our society for kids to continue to do some kind of formal secondary, post-secondary education and they're not ready for it. They don't know what they want to do, but they do it because they're Mm -hmm. supposed to do it. And they're doing it because they're told that that's what they're supposed to do. And at some point in time in life, I don't even know when that is, there's a kind of an awakening where you say, I know I should do this, and this would be the right thing for my career, or I could move here, but I'd leave all my friends and family. And that's when you have those moments of, hey, am I doing this because I want to do it or because I have to do it? And I know a lot of people who have just said, I'm going to live the rest of my life the way I want to do it rather than what I'm being told to do. And I think more so this baby boomer generation is resetting the calculations about what does life look like after 70 and just, and, and just creating and defining it as we go along because mm-hmm. we're supposed to retire we're supposed to do this we're supposed to do that but there's so many people that just say uh-uh that's not what i want i don't want to i like what i'm doing or i want to do this or i want to do that or maybe i do want to have a house in the carolinas in the outer banks and i never thought i could but you know what let's see how i can make that happen so i i just think that there's a, a whole refreshing way that people are beginning to look at life. And I have an idea that COVID might have had something to do with that. You know, that, that awareness of um, this is something that could kill me. And if I look at myself in the mirror and say, I'm at that point, am I going to say I'm happy with the way I've lived my life thus far? And a lot of people are saying no. A major change yeah. is going on. You can see that with everything that's been going on about people not returning to work, people choosing early retirement, people just doing things that they said, I'm sick and tired of doing what I'm supposed to do, and I'm, I want to do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think that's, that is a, a really major shift in our culture. Okay, I'm off yeah. the soapbox I, now. Let's see. <laughs> um, well, that was just your answer. <laughs> it's, um, what is your happiest childhood memory and what makes it so special? Oh, God, there could be many of those. Um, I, you know, there could be many, but um, a big thing is always um, spending time with all of my cousins and, um, you know, at my grandmother's house, and we would always get together, whether it was my mother's kids' family meeting at our house with my Nana uh, Lee or it was going to Nana Cadden's with all of my cousins and, uh, everybody coming and going and running and doing and being and um, it was fun and taking getting candy and uh, you know getting a dime or a nickel from our fathers and we would walk up to the store Claire's store right around the corner and get penny candy or going to um, the um, I can't think of the name of it in the Pope Memory Town and my father would uh, you know give us whatever it was and go in and get a whole bunch of penny candy and little things like that I. I I just, those were fun times being with everybody. And, you know, we had very, we were very close to all of our cousins. So those were yeah. not the, the absolute favorite, but one of my favorites. And that's the reason you just felt connected to the larger family, which I think was a neat thing. And hearing mm-hmm. stories and, you know, all those kind of stuff. My my Uncle Gene, my, my grandmother had two brothers from his from her mom's first marriage and then their dad died and she remarried and had two more and I guess the story goes is my great-grandmother would talk about the two her two sons all the time and I guess one of my uncles said to my grandma my great-grandma Nana why do you why don't you talk you talk about uncle uncle Marty and uncle whatever uh Tom or whomever what why don't you talk about our mom and she said oh Mary She's in me heart. And, and those are, you know, those are the things, you know, you just, yeah. they, they you hear those stories and the family stuff of telling you all these things that we knew nothing of because we didn't know her. And right. you would learn all those things by being together, whether it's younger or older. So that, yeah. that I think is important. How about you? Uh, well, I'm just going to throw out the holidays, Christmas. Christmas uh, at our house and then Christmas at my mom's. Uh, parents' house and uh, thirteen first cousins and all that stuff. It was it was all that good stuff that I loved. Mm-hmm. Really made yep. a difference. But on that note, we're going to have to take a quick break, and we will be back with our special guest expert, Leah Genacopoulos from ERA One Real Estate. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, 
Stitcher and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner for Women of Substance, LLC, That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And joining us today is our guest expert, Ms. Leah Janikopoulos, who is a realtor with ERA One Source Realty. Leah and uh, many others are about 100 strong at ERA. And there's about seven offices in 10 counties or more at this point. Who knows? Because it keeps on <laughs> growing. But <laughs> Leah's here, and she's going to talk about, once again, all things real estate because it's still such a big topic. Hi, Leah. Hi, 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 hi. So hi. quick on um, our conversation that we had the last couple of shows, you know, in Scranton and everything, and the feedback's been great. I, I do have to say that there's a lot of positive energy surrounding the Scranton area, and it really, it, you know, actually ended up working out great because, you know, there was a podcast that was done by John um, the same time we were doing ours, and it was all about how you could get into 
the Scranton market and how Scranton totally different from 2015. So I just want to comment on that because that kind of follows and piggybacks with where I'm kind of meeting today's show into and the topics that I have. But, you know, Scranton is a very different market than where it was 2014 and 15. And obviously, you know, him buying the mall in 2015 really took off the downtown area and, you know, where it is today, which kind of transitions my conversation to where is our market going today and what's going to happen and all of this. And, you know, I'm so invested in real estate and, you know, not just in, in properties, but obviously in my career, the business itself and guiding people towards making the right decision or, you know, making sure it's the best decision for them financially and everything, because you don't think about it, but there's a lot at, you have up front when you're a real estate agent, you're playing with people's financials, there's so much involved and, you know, you got to help make sure that you're leading them to what is the best decision for them right now. And if we go back to two years ago when we were probably doing this show, it's a very different market from where we are right now, not just with interest rates, but, you know, I will say actually the inventory is still low, so can't comment on that. But it's funny when I had this conversation with a lender that I work a lot with and, you know, a lot of people are starting to panic about what's going to happen, what's next, is this what's going to happen, like where we were in 2008, are we going to be 2009 and 10, and, and the, the answer still remains the same, no, that that's not what's happening, that's not where we're going with this, the interest rates are back up, but if you go back to when my parents bought a house, and I don't mean to date you, <laughs> mom and dad, but yes, in yes. <laughs> they were, I think, yeah. at 11.75, my mom said, when they were buying oh, their house. So even more than that. Day, yep. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what my parents said they got theirs at. But I know, like, there are some people that they bought their first house at 13.1, and they thought that was a good mm -hmm. deal because if you jumped to the mm -hmm. 70s, they were, like, 16 and 17%. So, yep. yeah. Is it ever going back to two and a half, three percent? No, probably not. Probably not in this lifetime. I don't know in a hundred years from now what could happen, but no, that's that's not that's not gonna that was never gonna be able to go on forever like that. However, for uh, as as of Friday when the Fed raised them, we're at a thirty year fixed at around six point five percent. And I know people, you hear that and you're like, well, I was able to get 3.25 and it's up three, you know, over three points. But at the end of the day, we're still not at nine, 10 and 11%. We're still at a normal rate. That's exactly right. what that is, is a normal rate. You know, I hope they don't get up too much higher, but obviously nobody wants to do that because, you know, who wants to pay extra money? Nobody. But unfortunately that's life and we can't get around it. But the thing of it is that it is normal and when you, people are like, oh, what's going to happen? And our area and this and that. And it's like so weird because this kind of what follows our conversation the last couple of shows is Northeastern Pennsylvania is like this weird little bubble <laughs> where whatever <laughs> they're saying is going on in Seattle and California and New York and Florida does not apply to Northeastern Pennsylvania. I don't know if it's the Scranton mentality of like <laughs> we have our own rules and ways or, but no, I'm just joking. But it's so weird because of where we're located. That really doesn't hit our little, little niche because we still are an outlet to so many areas. And, and right before the pandemic and 
everything. Back in 2019, there was a huge article that was released in November of 2019 saying how Scranton and Allentown, the Lehigh Valley area, were the top two choices to live right now in northeastern Pennsylvania and the state of Pennsylvania because of the close proximities to New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. The Lehigh area is obviously mm-hmm. booming, which now Scranton is too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not like too far behind how the Lehigh Valley area completely took off. So where you look at how we're set up, we really are that little bubble on a map that just, it doesn't apply. No. Do the interest rates apply here? The six and a half? Yes. They're still not 3% in Scranton. So not everyone start racing to Scranton. However, that, that market that we have, we're such an outlet to New York, to New Jersey, Philly, Connecticut, New York, like all those areas that, our cost of living is affordable, therefore the houses are affordable. And don't forget now all of those offices that weren't going to go back, but now they did go back, but they gave up their offices, they're, they're now just known as flex spaces. So I have a friend that works, and she never thought she was ever going back, and now she's going back, and it starts next month, but she's fine with it. She only has to go in three times a month. That's it. And that's mm-hmm. it because they don't have enough space. So they don't yeah. have... Mm-hmm. The offices, so everyone has this flex space. So I know she'll be sharing this desk with another one of her teammates, and they'll come in on different days. And I, I mean, obviously, it kind of sounds like it'll be shared with multiple people if you're only going into the office three times a month. But she's still able to live here and go in three times. What's three times a month to commute back to Newark, New Jersey? Nothing, you know. Yeah. Right. So, yep. and if you think about it, how many other? spots are like that you know how many other corporations did the same thing okay now it's time to bring them back but they were able to do their job so we don't need them in the office every day so let's save money let's do this and so where our market is there's still so many reasons as to why it's a great time to buy and why it's still a great time to sell and understanding your market is is a key thing and and that's what's the important part of always having a real estate agent and having that real estate agent have a team behind them, having a lender that's going to be able to, you know, explain things because obviously we're not lenders. I'm not in the financial institutions. I don't want to be either. So I want to have someone that can actually explain everything and go over all of it with them and have them have peace of mind knowing that where they're going. And obviously an important thing that I'm telling my clients now is I'm still seeing them. Not one of my clients, knock on wood, has backed out from buying and is like, I'm going to rent. Because rent is wow. And rent is not dropping now. Like, if you were getting 1300 and you were used to getting 1000 they're not going back to $1,000. They're going to stay at that 1300 and they're going to get it. Because I don't think our rates, our rents in this area ever went up like they should have. You know, like, People just rented out at the same for so many years, and now that they're seeing what they should have been getting, we, you know, so it's still cheaper than renting, buying a house. However, the one thing I keep telling my clients is you need to know your budget. You know, just because you're approved for a $500,000 house and you're telling me, well, I don't want my mortgage payments to be more than 1600 okay, well, then we're not looking at $500,000. <laughs> right, right. You're not on the same like, page. Oh no, God. okay, we should totally be looking maybe in that two fifty three hundred thousand dollars range, and that's fine. And with the interest rates going up, 
you, you need to know your market. You need to know where you're going to feel comfortable. It's not necessarily the price tag of the house. It's where your monthly payments will be and, and where you're going to feel comfortable because your monthly payments on a $400,000 house at a 3.25 interest rate versus six and a half are going to be a little bit different. Yeah. So I can't yeah. explain, yeah. you know, yeah. And I, I can't tell you enough that it's a very, very important thing to have this conversation with your clients and making them understand. Cause you know, I'm still working with a lot of buyers for over two years now, you know, cause mm-hmm. this, this market is still tough here. You know, there's one house for sale right now in Taylor. One, that's it. An inventory. Oh, there's wow. two, in Dunmore, two in Dunmore. Like that's nuts, you know? And yeah, but it, Leah, it's a part of the problem though. And I was, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying with inventory, but I was also thinking of something I saw last night on the national news when they were talking about the housing market, that it used to be that we all talked about it's definitely a seller's market, but now, now it's, um, it's not necessarily sellers or buyers because if I have a house that's, that I'm going to sell and, and it, it's a really good price and I get a good price for it, now I have to go out into the market and find a house at a much higher interest rate. So I'm not that eager to sell. So right. is it putting pressure on both sides? Well, to kind 100% of make this market just go flat? Well, not necessarily because what you didn't realize is you're getting a price for your house that you wouldn't have been getting two years ago. So now you're getting more money still at the end of the day because the prices are still up. So, yes, are you going to be looking for a house that your interest rate is going to be a little bit more? Yes. But also, at the same time, you're getting more for your house that you're selling that you wouldn't have gotten. And you put that down on the house and it reduces it. Exactly. Okay. So, the assumption is you have more money to put down on the next house so that it should not be that much of a difference. That that's an interesting point, and I was listening to an interview with a woman who, in the same time period that you were talking about, within the last two years, when she started looking, she was looking at a three point something percent interest rate, and the quote was that for the same house, same price, but now with a higher interest rate, it was going to make a difference in her lifestyle of an additional eight hundred and fifty dollars a month just for the mortgage payment. And she said, I can't afford that. I don't, I, I, my income has not gone up commensurate with the, the interest rates on, on home loans. So she's out of the market. Well, and unfortunately too, that is the problem in the area. You know, obviously everything else has gone up, not necessarily a lot of people's salaries. So income. You know, yeah, but I mean, we have nothing to do with that. So, no. Well, you're in the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody else is. That's the kind of. That's the kind of pressure, though. I think that people are seeing, and wondering. Well, even though I really want that house, I can't. I can't afford it anymore. It wasn't a question of affording it. It was a question of inventory in the past. You know, right. so you still have a problem with inventory in our area, that in that bubble that you referred to. But I just wonder how many people backed out of the out of the market because they couldn't afford the difference between the two interest rates, and they just said, "I'm I'm out. I can't do it." Well, 
You know what, though, Lynn? That happens in every market. It's been happening since people have been buying and selling houses. Some people stay in and look and do. Others back out, then they come back in. It just happens routinely. It's, it's, it's just a common common thing. You have people who can and people who can't. It's just like anything else. Yeah. But Leah, so. will you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you? Sure. You can reach me personally at 570-947-9250. You can reach any of our agents at our office at 570-587-9999. That's our main number. And ERA, the number one dot com is our website where you can locate any of our agents as well. Set up a contact uh, call with them or whatever you may do. Or there's also all of our social media outlets where you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, anything. We're under ERA One Source Realty or ERA One. There you go. And Lee, electronic billboards. And electronic and billboards. Billboard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leah, oh, so God. funny. Meyer, yeah. went by, yeah. Meyer went by the other day and he said, Lar, I saw your picture of... And I'm like, okay, great. Oh, my God. Okay, well, Leah, thanks, honey. We'll see you next month. And everyone else, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.